from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. Coronation Day in Shashamani, Ethiopia. These are the Nyabingi, a sect within the people who call themselves Rastafarians. Today is the day they celebrate the crowning of Haile Selassie as Emperor of Ethiopia in 1930. Their name, Rastafarians, or Rastafari, comes from Haile Selassie's name before his coronation. Rastafar. While their members include some Ethiopian nationals, most of their ranks are formed by people from around the world who have come here, come home to Africa. Between the 15th and the 19th centuries, Africans were taken against their will to the Americas to work as slaves, picking cotton, cutting sugarcane. In the 1860s, Abraham Lincoln abolished slavery in the United States, ending the practice in the Western Hemisphere. Soon, descendants of slaves were returning home to Africa, mostly to West Africa, where they started their countries of Liberia and Sierra Leone. Marcus Gave, a Jamaican, was descended from slaves brought to work the Caribbean sugar plantations. He started the United Negro Improvement Association in the early 1900s, preaching black self-empowerment. He had a million followers in the US. Marcus Gave predicted a black king would be crowned and would unite Africans on their own continent. That prediction appeared to come true when Haile Selassie became Emperor of Ethiopia. He quickly established himself as a champion of peace, independence and African unity. In the 1930s, a group of Jamaicans, descendants of former slaves inspired by Marcus Gave, believing Haile Selassie was the black king, formed a spiritual movement or a religion and called themselves Rastafarians. They took Haile Selassie's birth name, Rastafar, and soon gained a following in other countries, eventually spreading from Jamaica around the world. By the 1960s, many believed Haile Selassie was the second coming of Jesus Christ. They were drawn home by the Ethiopian emperor returning to Africa to fulfill a religious conviction and unite Africa. There are said to be over a million Rastafarians worldwide, with the numbers increasing in East and West Africa especially. Despite the misperceptions, the Rastafarians are proud of their unique culture and feel it fits in with their African pride. By the end of the Almighty, we forward in this generation, triumphant. 
They are happy to talk about their hair. This one, I keep it special to show one as a top of here. What they wear and the colors that everyone recognizes as Rasta. Tell you themselves that they're a Rasta. Rasta colors you like the red. The red is for the blood of the people. Um, the, the green is for the, the pastures and the yellow is for the, the not yellow, it's gold actually, for the sunshine as well. Um, so that's the red, green and gold. Red, gold and green actually. They also happen to be the colors of the Ethiopian flag. As to their hair, many wear long braided hair and beards, commonly called dreadlocks. The dreadlocks, you don't have to be dreadlocks to be um, a Rasta, remember that one. If, if you know Morgan Heritage, they have a music that says, you don't have to be dread to be Rasta. Yeah, I can't sing, I know that. <laughs> but yeah, they are, um, it's not a dreadlocks thing, it's a function of one's heart. This is also our African heritage. This is how we, we are from yesteryear. This is how we are from the beginning of time, you know. Our, our original kings, you know, and even queens, you know, had the blessings of um, the beard and the, the locks as far as the king. And then the empress, which is the queen, she would have her lock flowing, you know. This is, this is an African heritage. Meet Sister Judah from the Caribbean islands of Trinidad and Tobago. I make lovely hats. We do these little stuff. She came to Ethiopia for her family's sake. Fourteen family members crossed the Atlantic Ocean with her over a decade ago. Some didn't stay. Sister Judah did. She has a shop and plans to open a restaurant soon. She feels Shashamani is the right place to be, especially for her seven children and two grandchildren. What's the gun I'm not hearing any gunshots firing in Shashamani. Although what you hear people saying about Shashamani, I'm not hearing one gunshot. I'm living here peacefully, you understand me? So I give God thanks and praise every day for being here. You're going back to school? Her home island can be rough and she hears from friends and relatives who are impressed by her brave move. Being here in Sashamani is a great opportunity because enough Virgin and Sistrin is over there, like when they speak to us, oh gosh, I wish I was there. We're trying to reach, we're trying to, you know, get money to come because it's getting, it is getting desperate out there. It's, it is not gonna get better. The Bible must fulfill. There's a flowing through the Julian Campbell is a Jamaican who has found in the Ethiopian soil a place to rest. Where we go, man? Some people think the soil is like miracle, you know. It's clean all the time. It's just different, and it's beautiful. Look at these mangoes. When you see those red leaves on the mangoes, that means it's springing. All the trees you can see, spring leaves, always springing, springing, springing. 
when you work, you can see result right away, you know, and that is good. Julian can hardly keep track of all that is growing on his farm, a far cry from his rooftop garden in New York. He grew up among the reggae greats of Jamaica, eventually moving to New York while he was a road manager for the famed musician Peter Tosh. Tosh was one of the original whalers, the band that launched Bob Marley to fame. It's a lot of fun because those days I am never road manager or nothing. I'm Peter, personal associate. Some people take the music to the point of Bob Marley, to that standard too, I mean internationally. But there's still nobody like Bob, you know? Bob and Peter and Bunny, they're just different. Reggae music sprang up in Jamaica in the 1960s. It started as a mix of the Rastafarian Naya Bingi drums and the popular Jamaican styles of ska and rocksteady. Reggae music has become the Rasta's most recognized worldwide export. Bob Marley is the most well-known reggae artist globally, despite being dead for three decades. The popularity of his music has grown over the years, in part due to the words to his songs. Many of his most famous tunes feature speeches and writings of Haile Selassie. This includes the emperor's famous speech to the League of Nations, where he said, where he preached against racism towards Africans. He feels this music helps him celebrate his religion. Rasta and music really fits together because the music is, is heartbeat. Reggae is the heartbeat, boom, boom. That is Rasta drumming. You know, when we go, when we chant Naya Bingi, praises to Jah, give like a church, boom, 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 boom. That's where reggae begins. It begins with those two beats, boom, 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 heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. And that is the beginning of reggae. So how could Rasta not with reggae? Reggae and Rasta is, you know, <laughs> is a part. It's how we give praises, you know, how we pray. I'm a mystic man. Julian is helping to coach a budding reggae artist. Ras Seyum, a fellow Jamaican, came to Africa for religious reasons before finding a place in the musical community here. While he would love to have the kind of following Bob Marley gained, he is at the beginning of his career. Yeah. 
Spending time as a DJ in clubs in Addis Ababa. He is working on an album called Mountain Top. Ethiopia, me love the best. In a my nation, a common man at the IS, now educated. Ones, how can your work manifest? Music naturally um, is a way of life. Music commands love, it commands peace. Naturally, I think um, words, sound, and power kind of came to me. Ras is a very religious Rastafarian and very well studied. He feels his choice to become a Rastafarian was a divine inspiration. It's like that vibration, it's something inside. Um, if you want to say something clicked or something happened, you know. But it was just that love um, that came about. His move to Ethiopia was also for a religious reason. Ras, like many Rastafarians, believes that the former emperor, Haile Selassie, was the second coming of Jesus Christ. When you find that real richness of love, you really find his majesty. This staunch leader, I mean, heads of state, all the above, king of kings, you know, you found him doing things that's so much similar to um, our father in the Bible, Jesus Christus. Ras would like to see Africans adopt Haile Selassie's values to create new priorities for the continent. If we move together and on the right path, if we choose peace over war, if we saw disarmament, fixing poverty, sheltering the shelterless, you know, these was all His Majesty's um, principles. While much of the Rastafarians' love and respect of Haile Selassie comes from his speeches and writings, his 1966 visit to Jamaica was a religious milestone for the group. At last, the most rousing, boisterous, tumultuous welcome ever given to any visiting or local celebrity, His Imperial Majesty Haile Selassie I, Emperor of Ethiopia, arrived. The crowd erupted into a frenzy of rejoicing as they broke through the lines of soldiers and police and searched... 100,000 Jamaicans greeted him at the airport and the emperor was overwhelmed by this greeting. You saw him more interacting even with his sons and daughters as he was taken from this side of the world, that African heritage. And he literally came and gave us that comfort. After his kind treatment in Jamaica, the emperor offered Rastafarians land in Ethiopia if they would come back home to Africa. The land he donated was in Shashamani. While the town has changed in the nearly four decades since the first Rastafarians came to settle here, it has only grown to about 50,000 residents. One of them is Wendy Bryan, or Sister Wendy as she is known to fellow Rastas. 
Born in Jamaica, she moved to Manchester, England as a teen, joining other Jamaicans who immigrated after World War II. She first came to Africa to discover her roots. My first trip to Africa was actually to Ghana. Um, I wanted to know about my history and to know, you know, know a little bit about Africa. Because being a, a young teenager at the time, especially at school, I always learned about um, the slave trade. And, um, you know, there was nothing, they never tell me anything positive about Africa. And for me, I wanted to learn about my own history. I didn't want anybody else to tell me about my history. Wendy's path to Africa was largely influenced by the father of her five children, Trevor George Mackenzie. A Rastafarian leader in Manchester and a popular musician, he had long dreamed of relocating to Africa. His own mortality would prevent his dream from being realized. But before he died, he visited Ethiopia with Wendy. I came here about two or three times before. Once I came with my partner as well, and we spent about six weeks here, and then I came with my children. The education and spiritual growth of her children have been the top concerns of both Wendy and Trevor George. You know, take Africa, it's our home, you know, coming home. Some people just want to be here, you know what I mean? And plus, it's also prophecies as well, what they say about in the West, you know, get away from the West as well, you know what I mean? Her daughter, Tali, has made the adjustment, but isn't always sure she wants to stay. I was like, Mom, all right, this is not for me. Africa is not for me. She misses her dad. My dad, from when he was young, and my mom as well, from when she was 15, wanted to move to Africa. And I thought, okay, my dad's not here to live his dream. And since I'm his favorite daughter, I don't think you should tell anyone this, but yeah, I think it'd be best for me to come here and to do what he wanted me to be. Wendy was a DJ in Manchester, and her popularity and social nature puts her at the center of many of Rastafarian activities. Reggae music has attracted Africans to the Rastafarian movement across the world. From Djibouti to Togo Zimbabwe to the rest of the world. Many eventually end up in Shashamani. Shashamani is like a little, I don't know, little Miami or something coming up with an integrated society, you know. A lot of people are here, foreigners in Shashamani. Yeah, from French, Italian. Yeah, everybody is here in Shashamani. Yeah, Jamaica. Islands, all the islands, Trinidad, you know, all of them are here in Cheshama.
Paulette Jean Forrest, sister Jean to everyone here, came to Ethiopia because her life has always been about helping people. She is a registered nurse. This is the promised land, or the step to the promised land. A better place to work in, better place, better environment, more godly. Hence why I repatriated to Ethiopia to continue that line of my religion. So what does it say in English? Jean has been here about a year and is looking to use her nursing skills to help Ethiopia. Coming into Africa, I knew that Africa had a lot of problems, whether through war, whether through um, poverty, whether through famine. I knew there was that here. So I knew that something I could give back out of myself. So that was another angle in which I came here for. She feels that the Rastafarians have been making very positive contributions here and would like to see more come here in future. Because of the positiveness and the brother-sisterhood, because of that, and we know that the West is full of his hymns. If you're rich, you can go far. If you're black, get back, and that kind of isms. Rastafarians has no boundaries like that. So yes, it can help anyone go forward. Africa, to develop more, to recognize itself. Also, with the um, diaspora recognizing that there is somewhere they can come home to live. Other Rastafarians echo Jean's words, eager to help build up Africa. We come to build up Sashamani. We didn't only just come here just to sit and think. We come to build up, we build up schools. We have nurses coming in, checking people's teeth, checking children's teeth, helping for free, giving clothes, books. We've, we've done a lot of things as Rasta. Their contributions to the community are appreciated by local Ethiopians. I have lived about three years here. I, co I communicate with them in business as well as in uh, as a family. Africa unites us moving right out of Babylon and we're grooving to our father's land. Treasure Man is another Jamaican musician who spent time in the U.S. for professional reasons. In the last three years, he started hearing Africa calling him. As he could see in the media, progress being made here, Africa growing. Africa, we, we comes from Africa, we are from Africa, but you know what? I only see Africa on the TV, or I only read about Africa in the magazine or newspaper. So, as a man looking like the people from Africa, it always in me. I want to go to that place, because if that place is the place that I'm from, then I am belongs. Treasure is working on his third album. He is also a designer, sporting his own creations. But music is his gift, and the gift he wants to give to Africa. My lad, my lad, me go so dim. I see life in people, 
and I see people in life. I've seen people in life, and I've seen life in people. I sing about life, I sing about spirituality, I sing about the fullness, I sing about the virtuous woman, I sing about the righteous man. So it's all about righteousness and the upliftment of humanity. Bless ya, humanity so great. Much more for my brother so sister be straight. Oh bless He is hoping that his music will touch the people all over the continent, although he is choosing to make his home here in Ethiopia. You know Africa is a is a huge province. So then you have to choose a place in Africa where you would like to go. Yes, I love Kenya. I love Uganda, I love South Africa, I love West Africa, I love it all. But you gotta choose. And you see, I realize in life that choice is very important. And my choice was Ethiopia. Perhaps a future song of his will celebrate Africa's rising. So now it's the time for Africa. So in the sense of growing and building, Yes, I come in the midst of it. So the reality is, hey, it's no time to sit around. You have to have things to do. You have to make sure you be a part of what's going on. Because it's called the Renaissance, should I say, the development of Africa. It's been almost a century, and Rastas are still coming home, fulfilling the mission of a young religion, building Africa, sending a message to the rest of the world with their music, promoting peace, love, and their love of their home, Africa. That's what Bob Marley had said, you, you cannot give up uh, or shouldn't give up a continent for an island, you know what I'm saying? Um, because this is the untapped frontier. We have um, work to do here. And as I'd say, I'd give my life for two, Ethiopia, Africa, you know, honestly. Um, we need developing, um, we need togetherness, we need a rise in our love, we need uh, economic strength, we need everything, you know, to have this Africa family. Oh,